A few weeks ago, while I was on rotation in the hospital, a STEMI alert, a heart attack, came in over the hospital's PA system. And I immediately made my way to the emergency department. Upon arrival, um, an ED nurse approached me and, and told me the patient's daughter was in the consultation room. And so I began to move in that direction. However, the nurse stopped me. And she told me that the daughter is developmentally disabled and very upset. Uh, she'd witnessed her mother's heart attack, she'd ridden in the ambulance, and the place was another world to her. She was afraid. And I stood there processing what the nurse was telling me, and without really, without really thinking, I said, I'm not qualified. And I went on to say, I have no experience with developmentally disabled persons. To which the nurse replied, I don't either. So we stood there looking at one another for a few moments, waiting to see who was going to break. <laughs> I broke. And I said, I guess I will go. The walk to the consultation room was maybe 20 feet. And I can tell you that it was one of the longest and most frightening walks of my life. Uh, with each step, I acknowledged I had no idea what I was going to do. No idea. And I began articulating all the ways that I could fail in the moment. Fail due to an absence of experience. Fail due to an absence of, of understanding. Fail due to an absence of, of confidence. When I arrived at the door of the room, I did a quick, please God, don't let me bleep up prayer. <laughs> Knocked and entered the room. Seated before me was a middle-aged woman uh, clutching a green paisley bag. She was not what I expected. Nor were the hours we spent together what I expected. I think it's fair to speculate Jesus' words in today's gospel, I need to be baptized by you, were more than John ever expected. In fact, I imagine John felt overwhelmed with self-doubt upon hearing those words. And that's not surprising. His entire understanding of his role in God's kingdom, as well as his understanding of God, God's self, changed in an instant. It's one thing for Jesus to show up at the river's edge, but it's another thing entirely for Jesus to show up and ask to be baptized. It's one thing for Jesus to show up in power, but it's another thing entirely for Jesus to stand amongst the crowd in solidarity and wait his turn to be immersed in water. I don't think John had any idea just how near the kingdom of God would come to him. He had no idea that power would show up in humility, submission, and immersing one's life in the life of another. He had no idea that he would be baptizing Jesus that day. 
He thought it would be, that it should be, just the other way around. Jesus baptizing him. I speak from experience when I say that John had no idea. And I suspect that each of you can relate to John, too. Each of us could speak of a moment in life when God showed up, not how we expected. We had no idea that God could show up in that way, that place, that time, that situation. No idea. I wonder how many times in life we have said no to God simply because we had no idea. It was not a matter of disobedience or rejection or unfaithfulness. We simply had no idea. We had no idea that God's ways are not our ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Honestly, we thought we understood what was expected of us. We thought our ways and our thoughts were God's, and we left no room for God to surprise us. Honestly, as you consider today's gospel passage, who can blame John? How could he or we expect the Creator to be baptized by the created? And that the Creator would give his sandals to the one who was unworthy to carry him, to carry them. And yet, that is exactly what Jesus did. The question that John asked Jesus, and do you come to me? That's not only his question, it's also ours. At some point in each of your lives, along this journey, we've all wondered, does God come for me? Is God present for me? And sometimes it just seems too incredible to believe that God would come for us. Perhaps it's because we see God as out there instead of right here. Maybe it's because we see ourselves as unworthy or undeserving. Maybe it's because we were taught that God is more concerned about your right beliefs than your life. Then again, maybe the pain and the loss of your life has caused you to wonder if God even cares. I don't know when or how that question, and do you come to me, arises for you. However, I believe, I believe the answer is found in Jesus' baptism. You see, his baptism answers once and for all that question, do you come to me? Yes, absolutely. Jesus comes for John, for you, for me, for everyone. No one is excluded from that moment of immersion, that offering, that presence. However, that answer is not without consequences. Jesus' baptism sets before us 
a choice. We can either prevent or consent, closing or opening ourselves to the immersion of Jesus in our lives. And so the issue is never whether or not Jesus is coming, whether you are worthy. You are. He is. The issue is our preventing or consenting to his coming in our lives. And so our work is always to move from preventing to consenting, from closing to opening, which is our repentance, our recalibration towards God. Just as it was for John that day at the river's edge, when he had no idea, and God showed up in the most unexpected way. As she sat before me, clutching her green paisley bag, with tears in her eyes, I introduced myself and asked if it would be okay if I sat, sat with her. And she nodded her head and told me her name, Dorothy. And her name was not lost on me in the moment, since neither of us were in Kansas anymore. And I wore gingham today for her. Having no idea where to go from that moment, the introduction felt safe. I didn't want to approach her mother's heart attack until I felt safe with her. And so I did what any gay man would do. I complimented her bag. And in that moment, the whole world opened up. You see, the green paisley bag she was clutching was filled with coloring books and crayons. Her earthly treasures. And those items were the means, the bridge, uh, between uh, my self-doubt and my ability to care for her. So over the course of our time together, coloring, Dorothy told me of her life, her cats, Mickey and Minnie, um, and her love of the television show Cops, <laughs> which I didn't even know was still airing. It is. <laughs> and simultaneously, I opened my life to her. I told her of Stone Village, my home, my dogs. We spent the better part of the day together, sharing our lives, coloring, until I eventually took her to the ICU to be re reunited with her mom. As I continue to reflect on my day with, with Dorothy, I can say with sincerity that it, it is, it was, was and is, one of the most fulfilling days of my life and not necessarily from a pastoral perspective, but simply as a human being. You see, Dorothy, she threw all my stuff, all my theological stuff, all my pastor's stuff, out the window. And all I had left was my humanity, which left me vulnerable and open to the stranger before me. And then, 
God showed up in coloring books and crayons, which I didn't expect. And in the midst of coloring Disney princesses, who I now know by name, there was this gentle immersion of two people, not who you would expect, coming together and sharing their lives with the other. By all accounts, it was a baptism for me. In that, my immersion into Dorothy's life and her into my life changed me, marked me, reminded me of God's steadfast presence and love. I had no idea how my time with Dorothy would unfold. I was leaning towards disaster. I now realize I didn't need to have an idea. The only thing required of me was was consent to the God who arrives not as we expect. And an openness to the life before me which I don't always expect. We always have a choice. You always have a choice to either prevent or consent, to open or close your life to the immersion of God. Always. You have that choice. To prevent immersion means we withhold ourselves from the God who comes. It means we deprive God of the life that God wants to live and the life that God wants to give us. However, if you have the courage to consent to immersion, there is no part of your life devoid of God's presence and no part of your life that God cannot raise up. Consent. Offer the waters of your life. Let those waters be the baptismal waters of Christ. Prevent nothing. Don't withhold even one drop. Let every word, every action, every choice and ship be the place of his immersion. For it will also be the place of your rising up. Thanks be to God. Amen.